Welcome to the Kindness and Happiness Connection with your hosts, Dr. Elia Gorgoris, the Happiness Doctor, and Randy McNeely, the Kindness Giver, here to share 10 minutes of practical kindness and happiness tips, insights, and daily inspiration. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are. It's so glad to be here with you for another episode of the Kindness Happiness Connection. Good afternoon, Elia. Here we are again for part three in our uh, personal health series. Today we're going to be talking about emotional health. So how are you feeling emotionally today? I actually feel pretty good. I feel uh, optimistic. Yesterday we talked about mental health. And, uh, you know, those questions are good reminders, even for me and for you, Randy, just to, you know, how are we doing it? It's almost like taking a daily assessment or a weekly assessment, uh, personal health assessment. So... Reviewing these questions actually has been very helpful just personally. Well, it's helpful for me as well. And, and I, I, I'm feeling excited to get dive into our subject today, talking about emotional health. And there's a quick quote we want to share by a lady named Jessica Moore. Emotions influence every action we take. So the more we are aware of our feelings, the more we gain conscious control over our lives. And you know, that, that is so true. The more self-aware we are, the greater ability we have to take control, conscious control, over our lives. What are your thoughts about that? I think that's exactly right. I totally agree, and I'm ready to jump into question number one. Go for How it. How well do you practice self-compassion slash self-forgiveness? Because every time we forgive ourselves, that is an act of self-compassion. That's why we put those two together. Again, scale one through five. So... Is this something that comes easy to you or not? If you if you circle a one or two, then uh, that's something that you need to work on. If you do three, four, it'd be great. Very few people that I've actually met, if any, I can't remember anybody who would give themselves a five, like they forgive themselves all the time. That's very unusual. So if you give yourself a three or a four, believe me, you're doing better than most people. And talking about this triggered a thought, H- hanging on to anger towards ourselves is like going out and hugging one of those big barrel cactuses and holding on to it. The only, person, the only person that's hurting is you. There's <laughs> nobody else is, right. being, is being hurt by anger towards ourselves except for us. So, you know, if it, the question is, how well can you let go of your personal cactuses? Right. Okay, in, in that situation. And, and uh, Randy, you and I have talked about this before, about the, the difference between successful people and the rest is this. Successful make mistakes just as many mistakes as the rest of us do, except that they own them, they learn from them, and really then they have the ability to let them go, which is really yeah. forgiveness. You can't let go of something unless you forgive, and then they're able to move on unencumbered. Oh, that's great. What's the next question? How well do you maintain a healthy life-work balance? So now, Why isn't that a challenge right now? So this is really interesting because of the time that we live in, right? There are people that are now working from home for the first time, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday, who are actually working more hours than they were at, at, at work because they're overcompensating because they feel like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not working hard enough. So even if you're working from home, this is a great opportunity for you to practice work-life balance. It's elusive. I don't think it's ever 50-50, you know, people like, but can we get it to the point where it says 60-40%? I, I think if we get 55-45-60-40%, we're doing really good. So I think that's the goal. It's never perfection, but it's progress. Progress before perfection. 
Well, and the key thing, another thing you talked about yesterday is kind of laying out a schedule, not planning on being in your office all day long, because in, in the situation we're in, especially if you have kids at home, that's just not practical. You're going to need to get out of your step out of your office and for your own mental health, you know, step in, staying in your office all day is like doing a personal daily quarantine. Almost yeah. you need to just get up and get out. So, so set a schedule, work for a couple hours, get up, take a small break, go out, walk outside, or, you know, at least walk around your house, interact with your family. If they're there, do those things and then get back to it. But try to, to keep a normal work schedule. And if you were working absolutely crazy hours before, take advantage of this opportunity to slow down a little bit. If not now, honestly, Randy, when will we have? This is a great opportunity to reset the button into our work and life balance. This is such a unique opportunity where the whole world has slowed down. Please take advantage of it. It's a great opportunity. All right. Uh, how can we maintain flexibility under stress? Again, remember, it's not that the strongest survive, it's the most flexible survive in, 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 in any kind of crisis. We've used the analogy of the oak tree and the palm tree. Oak tree, strong, powerful, solid. You get enough rain, you get enough wind, it comes crashing down. Palm trees, on the other hand, hurricane strength winds, it bends and bends and bends. It bends all the way until it's parallel to the ground. And when the winds pass, guess what happens to the palm tree? It rises up again. So we, we want all of you to be flexible, adaptable to whatever life throws us, including this pandemic and the new adjustments that we've all had to make. Flexibility under stress is key to your emotional health. And, you know, interestingly, this made me think of a quick little story. You know, the punching bags that we used to see as kids, the ones that would, you'd punch them and they'd fall over and then pop right back up. And they, you punch them again, they'd flop over and then pop right back up. A little kid was watching his dad uh, punch one of those one day. And the kid says, dad, how does it, or, or no, the dad asked the little boy, he says, why is it that it just pops right back up like it does? The little boy was very smart and insightful. He says, well, I guess it's standing up on the inside. We can all stand up on the inside. We can take control and maintain flexibility in our minds and our attitudes uh, and stand up on the inside. Even when this through this storm, we may be getting punched over uh, a little bit or knocked over. We can bounce right back up if we will. That's right. Okay, number four. How much is humor, laughter, and playfulness part of your daily life? Oh, man. <laughs> it's part of my daily life. It always has been my, through my entire life. It, you might say, well, Ilya and Randy, how can I be playful or humorous or, or, uh, or lighthearted when there are tens and thousands of people dying and millions being infected and, and so on? When we say that, we don't mean to make light of the, the crisis and the pandemic that we're going to. We, our hearts are, you know, we mourn with those that mourn. And our hearts with, are with the first responders, the doctors, the nurses, and everybody else on the front lines fighting this invisible war. However, in, in our personal lives and in our homes and with our kids, it's important to maintain that perspective that we talked about yesterday and, and find the lightheartedness in, in life. It just reminds me of, you know, Mark Twain had this famous, famous uh, quote, and I'm paraphrasing it a little bit, but basically he said, I have suffered a great many things in my life. Most of them never happened. In other words, they happened in his head. Like, you know, 
he fantasizes, you know, we do this all the time. We catastrophize. We, you know, expect the worst. We, the world's coming to an end. The sky is falling kind of a thing. And in reality, most of those things don't really happen in real life. So let's not borrow trouble from the future that hasn't even happened yet. Let's stay in the moment and try to be lighthearted in our homes and more importantly, in our hearts individually. Well, a key thing is, remember, laughter is medicine for the soul, particularly in stressful situations. If you can find ways to, to bring a little humor, a little laughter into the situation, it breaks up the tension. It breaks up the stress. You know, I, even in this coronavirus, there, there's been some great little memes coming out. We've had all the, the big deal about all the pa toilet paper disappearing. There was one picture I saw of this bathroom that had like... 50 toilet roll toilet paper roll holders set up in it and down at the bottom says i finally have my panic room set up you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean it was pretty it was pretty funny uh, and so we have to find ways to laugh and uh, another key thing is not to take ourselves too seriously i my kids tell me dad you're always so serious and and you know they're right a lot of the time i am too serious and so I've had to learn to not take myself too seriously. You know, even in these, in these serious times, like Elia said, our hearts go out to people. We're not making light of what is happening, but we are suggesting that we need to find ways to find laughter, find humor, find playfulness in this situation in order to be able to thrive and continue to progress in this situation. So I am gonna end with a joke since you brought this up before we go to the last question is this. I used to spin the toilet paper like I was on Wheel of Fortune. Now I turn it like I'm cracking a safe. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take credit for the joke, but there you have it. All right. Okay. Last question is how healthy are your relationships? And there's no way we can be happy, content, uh, at peace with ourselves if we, if we surround ourselves with toxic relationships. So how healthy are your relationships? Those include relationship with self, relationship with family, our loved ones, but I would extend beyond that. Friendships, colleagues, and really just anybody we come in contact with. Am I being positive, happy, kind, service-oriented individual, or am I a prickly, uh, you know, um, porcupine basically, keeping everybody at bay, don't get near me? Because the energy we put out, I think we get back. I, that's my that's been my experience actually. Well, and a key thing to remember: relationships are so important. Uh, you know, when people know you, like you, and trust you, they want to be around you, right? They want to hang out with you. They want to talk to you. They want to uh, they enjoy your company. And a big part of our success is building relationships of trust. During this crisis right now. I think it's one of the most vital times in history for people to keep up good relationships and build new relationships. And we can do that through social media. We can do that through uh, the, all the technology we have. We have multitude of ways to keep I up mean, with our- I mean, you're great at this, Randy. I mean, you're like Mr. LinkedIn, Mr. Kindness and Kindness Giver. You're fantastic at that. I see your posts and how kind you are, how people gravitate to you. And uh, so uh, even if it's virtually, you know, I know we're all quarantined and we're sheltering in place, but we still can reach out across uh, you know, our social media and, and connect with people and uh, give that positive message. So, Randy, do you want to take us through the five questions as people uh, take their emotional health personal assessment? Quick review. Here's the questions. How well do you practice self-compassion and self-forgiveness? How well do you maintain a healthy life-work balance? 
how well can you maintain flexibility under stress? How much is humor, laughter, and playfulness part of your daily life? How healthy are your relationships? Remember, each one of those is numbered one through five afterwards. Take the time to circle the ones that are applicable to you and be honest with yourself. And if it's one or two, you've got areas for improvement. If it's a three, you've got some area for improvement or opportunity for improvement. Four or five, you're doing pretty good. You may be able to do a little bit of improvement there, but be honest with yourself. Take the time to, to ponder and think about those things so that you can make sure that your emotional health is where it needs to be. And if it's not, that you can lay out a plan to get it to where it needs to be. Thank you, Randy, for that. And tomorrow we finish this uh, personal health assessment by, by talking about spiritual health. Look forward to that. Friday is the end of the week. And uh, let's go out with a bang. All right. If you have suggestions for discussion topics, please visit anchor.fm slash kindness hyphen happiness and follow the instructions in our show description. Remember, kindness is a choice. And happiness is a choice always. So choose to be kind and choose to be happy today and good things will follow. Have a wonderful rest of your day.